0: The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Big data, we're back again. Boy, oh boy, the summer is just getting started. The weather is hotter than it's ever been. You know, this uh, global warming thing might actually be a real thing, my friend. This thing might be real. I used to think, ah, it's a lot of people speaking hoopla, but, uh, you know, it's a little hotter than usual, big data. It's a little hotter than usual.
0: Two words for you, Maverick heat dome. <laughs>
1: He dome well. You know what? Somebody needs to retract the roof because it is a hot in her, and uh, we need to calm it down just a little bit. Big data, do you know what I do though to uh, calm the the sweats and make me feel a little bit more refreshed?
0: You hang out in your backyard naked, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. And since the police have come over and told me to <laughs> stop doing that, what I do is I do that inside the confines of my own home now. But I do it with a beautiful bottle of. Proper 12. Are they a sponsor? Not yet. However, you know what? Not bad. You know, Connor, I don't know, man. Not bad. I just pulled it up the other day. I saw it for the first time. And I said, hey, you know what? I've never tried it. Let me try it. Not bad. These Irish people, they do know a few things about the whiskey.
0: (laughs) I I heard something about that. Yes. It's a thing, right? Irish whiskey is a thing, right?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's a, you know, like, look, stereotypes, as much as we don't want to believe that they're true, eh, you know, there's some truth to some of them, you know, what and, and if the Irish are known to be good drinkers and or make good whiskey, hey, my hat off to you, sir. I like it. I like it. Very good. It's actually not bad. Honest to goodness. It's pretty good. When you come don't over, leave. I want you to have a couple
0: for sure. Just don't leave that bottle outside in the heat dome
1: yeah good point you know let's get right into a big data what a crazy weekend of sports but more importantly let's talk with a little euro going on in europe the euro cup is going on the uefa championships uh, everybody and their dog was glued to their set and if you weren't you missed out because there was some epic epic games played this past weekend let's start with a couple of them big data let's go through them really quickly let's start with the the cardiac kids, or Denmark versus Wales, Denmark, who had that scary situation happen at the beginning, at the very first game uh, of the of the Euro Cup, they ended up making it into the Sweet Sixteen, if you will. They take on the Wales. A lot of people had Wales taking it over. Uh, uh-uh. uh. This Danish team has got a, a a date with destiny, if you will. They end up winning four nothing against Wales. Big data, what'd you think of that game?
0: They're the everybody doubted us team. They believe. And they just—they kicked ass. There's nothing else to say. They just—they legitimately kicked Wales' ass. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know what? They played possum. This is what happened. The guy goes down. Erickson goes down. Obviously, the whole team gets together. They end up making it. And to—to be honest, what kind of crappy team are you gonna be, or what kind of crappy country are you gonna be if you're gonna knock out the team that legitimately only had a guy die on the field? You can't be that team. You just can't be that. You know what?
0: Like other teams need to learn like if you could just have a guy have a non-life-threatening you know, heart attack on the field mm-hmm. where he actually does die for a few seconds and then you bring him back to life, it can totally galvanize your team. So just keep that in mind, coaches.
1: Yes, please do. From there, let's go over to our friends, the Italians. They take on Austria. They've been just dominating 3 nothing, and 3 nothing, and 3 nothing. They just like to score three goals and not let the other team score. They take on a stingy little Austrian team. They ended up winning two to one. Thoughts on Italy? Were they? Was there a little slight scare there, for the yeah. think, you know
0: Italy was? They were in control most of the game. I mean, Austria played great. Um, they got that goal as well, but in the end, I don't think anyone was too scared that the Azuri were going to lose.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. Let's quickly jump over to two of my favorite countries of all time. Been to both. Had a great time in both. I actually kind of miss it. It's the Netherlands taking on the Czech Republic. My heart was torn, but it was the Czechs that came through. 2-0. Beating a heavily favored Netherlands team, Big Data.
0: What a gigantic, monstrous upset. This is your... I'll go NCAA here again, basketball. This is is your 15 beating your 2 seed, and everyone's going bananas. The Czech Republic had no business beating the Dutch, and not only did they beat them, they beat them handily. Choke job, the Dutch crumbled, end of story.
1: <laughs> you know what? Good analogy, and I'm going to leave it with that. That's good. I like that. From there, let's talk about the Ukrainians. Uh, they ended up getting in kind of last minute, taking on the Swedes, and it was the Ukraines winning 2-1 to one against the, again, kind of a heavily more favored Swedish team. Thoughts on the Ukrainians pulling off the big win?
0: Well, I mean, it's gonna be a pierogi party in the Ukraine. I mean, this was this game actually it went to extra time. Uh, you know, the Swedish got a red card and, and they were they were undermanned. But at one point it seemed like both teams actually kinda of lost steam. <laughs> they kind of were playing some terrible soccer for a long time. And in the extra time, Ukraine really had no chances. And then all of a sudden, the game is almost over. They put a f- couple minutes on the clock at, at the end of extra time. So we're talking the 122nd minute. Gentleman from the Ukraine just puts in a beautiful cross, gets headed in. The Ukrainians go nuts. There's pierogies flying in the air in the crowd. It was insanity. And just a, just an amazing ending. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to lie to you all. Oh, I keep thinking of most people ripping, throwing potato pierogies up in the air or other kinds. I don't know. I just, that's all. That I and vodka. That. That's it. Just vodka and pierogies just a, flying everywhere. That's sounds great. like a good party. You know what? That sounds like a great party. A little heavy on the carbs, but I'm okay with that. I like it. I like it a lot. From there, sir, let's go over to some of the big teams that played this weekend. We'll start with. You know what? let's start with Belgium. The team that I picked to win this all. they're taking on Portugal. I told you before the UEFA guys they kind of did this in a weird way where they're matching up some of the best teams against each other. Belgium pulls off a one nothing lead against the defending champions Portugal, you're gone, Ronaldo, you're gone. Belgium, you chocolate loving people you you're off to the next round
0: yeah, so you know Portugal, like the Czech Republic, they got in. Really, essentially, they're the last team in because Belgium was kind of the, the top spot there. And, you know, really nothing happened. They, they had a lot of chances, and it just wasn't their day. Uh, my favorite name of the tournament, Chiriki, uh, was played excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Belgians, they got their goal. Uh, they played good defense. It just, the magic wasn't there for Portugal. The defending champions couldn't sum up they just didn't have any luck, really. They played quite well, but they blew it. See you later. Enjoy your 2016 trophy.
1: <laughs> Enjoy it and relax. It's a heat dome, you know? It's it's happening all around. <laughs> you know, just sit back, relax, and watch some great soccer. All right, let's go to some, now the final three games, the craziest games. I left them, obviously, to the end because there was some craziness. Let's start Spain, Croatia. Final score, 5-3, but... This was a wacky game to say the least. Uh, Big data,
0: it was unbelievable. Uh, Spanish goalie was—he he, didn't—I don't think he knew the game had started. There was a back pass, and it was really—I know we talked about the Haitian goalie against the Canadians recently, but this Spanish goalie—he just took his eye off the ball. He missed the back pass. Croatia scores, and you're like, "Wow, this is—you know—you can't believe it, right?" And then. Then all of a sudden, uh, a little while later, it was one nothing still Croatia. Uh, there was a penalty shot for Croatia. Uh, the Spanish goalie saved it. And you're like, oh, my goodness. It was like a hair away from being 2-0 from, for Croatia. And then all of a sudden, the Spaniards, they scored three goals. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, uh, you know, this thing's, this thing's over. Mm -hmm. no the croatians come back tie the game up it goes to extras and then these spaniards they just can't stop scoring they score two goals in the extra time to win the game just it was one of the highest scoring games in euro history uh was obviously there wasn't a lot of defense but it was fantastic offense and super entertaining
1: game couldn't agree more you know what my dad was watching it with me and you know what he said it's sloppy soccer. That's what he called it, sloppy <laughs> soccer. I won't lie to you. If that's the way soccer is going to be played and it's going to get ratings, I don't mind a little sloppy soccer. I like it. Not bad at all. I like it. I mean, 5-3, it's kind of what you want. More offense, less defense. You know, baseball, take a take a little note. And We'll get to you in a minute, baseball. i got something for you in a second. From there, let's go over to the 50-curse is over. What am I talking about? It's England taking on Germany. Again, hey, UEFA. It's a pretty good matchup. What are you doing so early with this game? Anyways, I digress. The English have never beaten the Germans in a in a tournament play for fifty five years, until this last Sunday. So I'm watching the game. This game I'm watching with my wife. England ends up winning this game big data two to nothing, and she goes, "Holy cow! Did they win the whole tournament?" I'm like, uh, "No, actually, no, no, they didn't." Um, those fans are just rabid and crazy. They're just off to basically the elite eight of their tournament. So, I mean, they were itching for this big data. What did you think of England, Germany?
0: Yeah, I mean, for this one, us casual soccer fans figured, oh, it's Germany, they're a powerhouse. They actually weren't a big powerhouse coming into the tournament. Um, I mean, they played well in in getting through to the next round here. Uh, But England's just... They're just better than the Germans. Uh, They easily showed it. Uh, They played really well. And they were pretty hyped up. They were a pretty motivated team. Uh, They didn't let, you know, the coach said, you know, all the bad things that have happened in English soccer pretty much happened before most of these guys were born. He goes, so (laughs) it doesn't really matter what happened 20 years ago. But, uh, yeah, they just dominated. Uh, Sterling and Kane scored. Game over. They played great defense. And that's about it.
1: Yeah big big you know what it was the cane the master cane as they call him uh the team captain for england coming through shining i mean this guy was uh the leading scorer in uh in the english premiership this year and uh, he showed it again that leadership but watching those fans go crazy i mean it was it was fun but you know english fan i gotta be honest with you i hope you guys didn't use all that energy just trying to knock germany out and I say this because Germany had a lot of good chances, man. They just slightly missed by a couple of centimeters uh, off to either way or whatever, however you want to look at it. It was a closer game than it looked on paper, but at the end, the English go on. I'm excited. I mean, just by their, just because they're, they're fans, I'm excited about England going off to the next round. Finally, Big Data, we talk about the game that I found myself glued accidentally. So, you know, I'm running around and watching. I see the score at one time. It's France versus Switzerland. The score is three to one. France in half. And I would say it's it's kind of, uh, I don't know, midway done, if not more than that. And I walked away. I'm talking to a buddy of mine. and He goes, hey, you got to get back on the TV. The Swiss just tied the game. I thought he had gone a little loopy. This heat dome, I thought it made him a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? I get back on the TV,
0: <laughs>
1: and the Swiss tie the game. Big data, it goes to extra time. Nothing was settled. It goes to penalties. Big data, what happened?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's classic soccer setup. I mean, it was a, a fantastic game, and frankly, the the French, the, you know, they, you know, this is one of the big headlines out there. They blew the lead, and they spell it like French blue. Uh, they. They blew the lead, they went to the penalties, and as it always seems to happen, the top player has the last penalty kick that he needs to make to send it to extra penalty kicks. Yes. Killian Mbappe, the top player in France, the hero of France. And the goalie made actually, I think, a pretty great save. I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't the greatest kick of all, penalty kick of all time, but it was a pretty decent one. Going for the top corner, the goalie just threw his hand up It hit his hand, and that was it. The Swiss beat him. Huge, massive upset. I mean, France was just a massive favorite. Uh, the, for them not even to make the quarterfinals is the biggest story of, of this Euro so far.
1: Yeah, you know what? Can I be honest with you? Now, granted, I missed the two goals that tied it, But you just got this feeling that Switzerland was not going to give up. Now that they got them, they're like, we can't lose this game. We have to win this game. When it went to penalties, and I saw that they put uh, Mbappe as the last kicker, I said to myself, even though he's a spectator, it's just going to be like this. Um, Years ago in the World Cup, uh, Baggio, best player, the guy with the rat tail. A lot of people will just remember him because of his rat tail against Brazil, same scenario, he needed to score, skies the ball, more like a field goal than anything else, I don't know what sport he thought he was playing, um, but this happens, the big players just seem to get really nervous on those penalty kicks, especially when their countries are leaning on them, huge, huge loss for France, you're right man, this is more of an upset from the fact that they didn't even make it to the uh, to the quarterfinals. So, yeah, kind of embarrassing, kind of sad. But what does that mean? Well, it set up the Elite Eight for the Euro. Let's quickly go through them. It's the Swiss taking on Spain. Big data. Who do you like in that matchup?
0: You know, the, Spani- the Spaniards have scored five goals in each of their last two games. They're just offensively on fire, and I think the Swiss luck is up. I'm going to say Spain. Spain.
1: Good pick. You know what? I say let's go with the Swiss. We still haven't seen their best game yet. Sure, they came back, but now they've tasted the blood or the cheese or whatever analogy you want to use. They've (laughs) tasted it. They want the wine. They want a piece of that action. I'm going to take the Swiss in this one. It's Belgium versus Italy. Big data. This one's a big one. What's uh, what's going to happen here?
0: Now, yeah, this one is... You would expect this to be a semifinal or a final, (laughs) and we're getting it as a quarterfinal... It's a heavyweight match. I'm going to give the edge. Belgium team speaks two different languages. I think they get confused with each other. But in spite of that, mm-hmm. I think they
1: are your favorite.
0: And I'm going to say they're going to beat the Azuri.
1: You know what? I'm gonna stick. I, I I'm not gonna go against you. I'm just gonna stick with Belgium because I picked them from the beginning. This one's gonna be a great game again. Hey, UEFA, figure this out. You guys are kind of doing some things wrong here. This is not this this should be as big data says semifinal slash final, not not quarterfinal. From there we go. Let's take on. It's the Czech Republic, circa 2001, favorite country in the world versus Denmark, the cardiac kids, the kids that won't die. You tell me. Who do you like in this one, my friend? (laughs)
0: Literally. They will not die. (laughs) They are fantastic. I gotta say, you know, the Danish uh, along with the Greeks are the two biggest underdogs to have ever won the Euro in the past. And they're going up against the big underdog in the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stick with the Danish on this one. I just feel like they're just a galvanized team. Uh, They have been through so much that they're going to be able to pull this off against the Czech Republic
1: couldn't agree more I'm going to ride the heater with you Denmark off to the next round and finally it's the Ukraine after that spectacular last minute win against England England I you know I don't want to say you got kind of a, a good ride here but that's a good draw you guys can take them but did you blow your load a little early against Germany I don't know Data. who do you like here
0: I think the English just have way more talent than the Ukrainians. Uh the K- Ukrainians are gonna try to muck up the game. But the English are kind of used to that. I think Germany tried to do the same thing to them. Uh just way more world class players on England. And, I, and I, I really think they're gonna they're gonna win this one pretty easily.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. I'm gonna go with uh <sighs> I'm going to go with England, too. I I think this is their destiny. This is their year. If they can't do it now, I don't know, like, really when they're ever going to pull this off. So I'm with you, Big Data. I'm going to pull. I'm going to say England either way. Let's go from there.
0: Are you, sorry, are you saying that England are the Milwaukee Bucks of the Euro 2020?
1: (laughs) You know what? You, sir, are the master of 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 the segue. Take that for data. Beautifully done. Let's get into it. Listen, I mean, I jinxed the crap out of Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. Let's call it what it is. I I gave them the evil eye, if you will. They're dead. Now Atlanta game one, what do they do? They said, hey, we're on a a hot streak. Let's take down this Milwaukee Bucks team that's been – of all the teams in the NBA, that's the team that I think more than anybody has been begging to get in. Like if there was like some team getting on their knees going, please put us in the finals, it's been the Milwaukee Bucks. And now here's their chance. They see Atlanta. They're like, oh my goodness, all the basketball gods are in our favor. They're saying to us they want us in. Well, game one goes to Atlanta. No problem. Trey Young and his boys do everything they got to do to take them down. Game two, Milwaukee says, oh, really? And destroy Atlanta at home by, I believe it was like 35, 40 points. They go to Atlanta. They take a two to game one. And then last, the other, just the other night, it's Atlanta. It's Milwaukee. Third quarter comes around, big data. Steers is tied at two, but maybe tell the reason why.
0: Yeah, so uh, the main man, the Greek freak, Yanis, he goes down in a heap and looks like he's hyperextended his knee. He is doubtful for game five. Um, Huge swing in the game. Uh, Great performance. We're probably the only podcast who pumps him up. Bogdan Bogdanovich shows up pretty much for the first time in the playoffs, actually. <laughs> Hits some killer shots. Gets a lot of help from Sweet Lou Williams, who ran the point in Trey's absence. And Atlanta smashed them. They easily won the game. Uh, now Game Five's coming up. No Yanis, probably. Questionable for Trey Young, so Trey might play. I would if Giannis isn't playing, I'd hold Trey out one more. Uh, if he, if one more game will get him back to health, I'd hold him out because it seems like they're doing a pretty good job without him. Uh, but yeah, I mean Middleton came back down to earth after his crazy awesome game the other night, and uh, you know, other than Drew Holiday, no one really, no one really stepped up for the Bucks. And uh, we had a few guys step up for the the Hawks, and that's this year is a year of attrition. Uh, the strongest will survive. Everyone's gonna miss players. Everyone's just dropping like flies. How deep is your team, and how good can you get your bench to play uh, when they become starters? And we're seeing that you know in front of our eyes in both series.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm a big fan. Like I said, I, I felt like the the basketball gods were in favor of saying, okay, Bucks, we'll finally give you that chance. But, you know, I got to hand it to this Atlanta team. Without Trey Young, the boys, Bogdanovich, and the rest of the guys said, okay, we'll we'll handle this, and we'll do what we can. With Giannis, still questionable. We're not sure how bad that hyperextension looks, uh, and it looked kind of gross. I'd expect he's at least out one game. I mean, unless there was some major damage, obviously, done to the ligaments or anything like that. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Like, if if the Bucs can't win with Giannis against this Atlanta team, and not uh, that I'm trying to cut down this Atlanta team, then this Bucks team, man, I mean, we've talked about it in the past. This is it. This is, this is not going to happen. This is your destiny. If, with or without Giannis. you guys got to make it at least to the finals here. But uh, this Atlanta team just, you know what? They got nothing to lose. Good on them. I, I, I'm I liking this series more way more than I thought I was going to. So exciting there. We'll jump over to the West real quick. Uh, It's the Clippers taking on the Suns. Look, I was the first one to say, are the Suns really a number two seed? Are they for real? And they're showing everyone that they are. They had a three to game, three to game, three games to one lead on the Clippers. And then Mr. Paul George said, hey, Kawhi, sit down, relax. I'll take it from here.
0: Yeah. Redemption game for playoff P. I mean, this series could really be a lot different. If you go back to Game Two, Playoff P misses the two free throws that would have put them up three. They're only up one. The lob happens. Aiton wins the game for the Suns. They go up two games to zero. Fast forward to now, it's you know three games to two uh, for the Suns. Uh, Could have very easily been three games to two for the Clippers. uh, You know, last game. Paul George just went off 40 plus points just dominated um, you know Booker has been a lot different since he got his nose smashed he hasn't quite been as good as he was just he was playing fantastic he's still playing decent uh, but you can see he's he, he's a bit off ever since his his nose got broken uh, you know he's got the mask on he's got the mask off he got hit in the face with the mask off and all this stuff going on uh, you know Chris Paul's coming back but They're just just missing a little bit uh, in the last game. Um, But live update, they're playing game six. As we're speaking, it's the start of the second half here. 71-64 Suns so far.
1: So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to jinx anybody. Or <laughs> I'm just going to stay out of this. I'm going to stay out of this all the
0: way Did you get a down. phone call from Embiid or anything since since you, you jinxed Philly? Ben Simmons has been calling I've you?
1: i had some uh, private numbers calling me lately, but I thought it was just tax man trying to collect, and I'm like, forget this. I'm not answering the phone.
0: I heard, um, uh, actually, I heard Tobias Harris knows where you live.
1: I dare. I dare, Tobias. You know what? I'd like to meet you, Tobias. I'd like to see. You know what? He's actually a really nice guy, I bit. think. I just want to see. I mean, you're getting paid a lot of money. I just want to see. Are you uh, worth the dough? And uh, I mean, a game against me will, will determine if it was worth the I mean,
0: the you day. got all that proper 12 at your house now. I'm sure that wouldn't mind. And, and
1: once he you. beats me, which let's call it what it is, he will. I'll offer you a proper 12 after. I'll offer you one. That's fine. Well, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's not a problem. Um, you know, the, this Phoenix Suns team, they, they just seem to be on a roll. Like, big data, argument's sake, okay? I'm going to put you on the spot. Who is going to make it to the finals between these two teams? Real quick.
0: I think the Suns are going to pull it out. Um, if not tonight, I think they'll win a game seven. Uh, I, I don't think there's any chance of Kawhi uh, coming back uh, in this playoffs. Uh, he might kind of come back for a year. Who knows with Kawhi? He might say he's not coming back for a long time. Uh and by the way, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Um so yeah, I think I think Phoenix is deep enough. Um I think Booker and Paul will be able to will the team. I don't think there's any way that Chris Paul is not gonna make his first finals. I just I it just it's he's too good a player to never have made it. And I think Paul George, as good as this Clipper team has played without without Kawhi, Paul George is just he's such a great player, but sometimes he just can't pull the team over the top. He's done it sometimes, he does it, and sometimes he doesn't. And I I just don't think they have enough uh, to make it to the finals. So I mean, it's looking like a Suns Hawks series, which is. I mean, it's fantastic for NBA fans. I don't know how good it is for ratings or the casual fans, but we'll see. Maybe maybe it is good for ratings. I don't know.
1: You know what? I'm going to also – I think the Suns are going to go to the finals. I do. I think Chris Paul is uh, just – you know, it's so close. He can taste it. I feel like Phoenix has got that team. That, that whole team just seems to really be balanced. That maybe is the best word I'm looking for, way more than any of us anticipated and they just keep proving everyone wrong. I think Philadelphia or part of me Philadelphia. It's not Philadelphia by the way. I think Milwaukee will find their groove. It may take 7 games, but I think it's going to be a Phoenix Milwaukee final, but I think the Suns men are just showing everyone like go ahead and keep trying to say we're not going to make it and they're gonna make it, and they're gonna and they're gonna do their they're gonna do their damage. So, I'm gonna take the Suns. Uh, I, I think the Suns are gonna beat the Bucks in the finals, and it's just gonna it's <laughs> make us so all crazy. Laugh at this. And it, I guess it really does come down to Will. Gian, like, let's say the Bucks do end up winning in Game Seven. Will Giannis will have Giannis return? Will he be a part of it? That's a major component to this whole thing. Uh,
0: and remember, one year ago, the Phoenix Suns went undefeated in the bubble to try to make it to the ninth seed. And they, they won every one of their games and they just missed out of making the ninth seed with against Memphis, who ended up making it and playing Portland. And with and one year later, like you know, they were just trying to be the ninth seed last year, and for one year later to be the second seed and possibly represent the West in the finals and possibly be favored in the finals is just insanity
1: loving 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 it um from there right before we get to the great debate i wanted to bring something up at the beginning of the podcast and then i kind of forgot so i got to bring it up now we got to talk a little bit about baseball last week we joked around about how they're they're really cracking down on the sticky ball and hey Maybe it's working. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I just find it entertaining. But baseball is finding its way into the entertainment realm again. What am I talking about? Zen Ben Zorbrist was a second baseman for many years in the Major League Baseball. And he was a uh, he was actually the World Series MVP in 2016 when the Chicago Cubs said, hey, hey Billy Go curse. We're going to end it. Ben basically by himself ended up winning that World Series for the city of Chicago and the, all the Cubby fans out there. And so he'll forever limit in infamy with the Chicago Cubs. But here's the problem: Ben, a couple of years ago, retired. He's got a, a charitable foundation, and he's married to a, a beautiful lady named Juliana Zorbris, obviously. And but she's a a, a Christian pop singer, and uh, you know they've had a little bit of a marital problem over the last little while. So they called upon their their priest to to jump in. Uh, Byron Yon, uh, Pastor Byron Yon, to come in and help him out a little bit. And, well, the TMZ and uh, a lot of other websites uh, started reporting that uh, Ben's suing uh, Mr. Byron for two reasons. Number one, the money that he's been giving him, he's uh, kind of been using it for, let's just say, not Christian functions, okay? And secondly, you know, during that marriage counseling situation, uh, Pastor Byron got a little handsy with Juliana (laughs) baseball. I got to be honest with you. Do you really... Why are you guys giving me this kind of information? You know I love the drama. This is too much for me. You guys, this is too much even for me. A priest is taking down the World Series MVP's wife? Like, I can't handle This, this is too much for me, big dude. I can't do this to me now. And, and I, just
0: wanna, I just want to point out, she's not only a Christian pop singer. She is also a self-help author.
1: I'm sure she's self-helping herself in quite a lot of ways here. So this
0: guy, he was, through religious means, he was stealing Ben Zobrist's money as well as his wife. That is a double whammy. So what you're
1: telling me is he was doing the double steal.
0: It was a double steal sign. It was a double steal. And Zobrist was at the plate, and he, 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 he missed the sign.
1: He missed the sign. He missed the sign. Exactly. Uh, I had to bring it up. I'm sorry. You guys know. If I see the drama, I got to bring it up. I wanted to bring it up earlier. I kind of missed it for a second. The Euro ball got me all hot and excited. And we had to, we had to bring up the double steal. Great, great call. Big day. From there, we now go to the great debate. Go get yourselves a couple of proper 12s, a beer, a water. I don't care. A glass of wine, a little uh, Chardonnay, if you will. So, there's a uh uh let's say a controversial NBA. He used to be a he used to be a a good NBA player. I I actually always enjoyed him. Kind of a rough and tumble guy if you will. A banger if you will. Uh Kendrick Perkins, but now he's on a lot of ESPN and other sort of commentators. And a couple of weeks ago, he kind of tweeted out and caused a little bit of a stir call in in a game where um Chris Middleton had kind of just unloaded and and went off on Philadelphia and he went out and basically said I've said it once, I'll say it again, that Giannis is the Robin to Chris Middleton as the Batman. Well, a couple of games later, Middleton had to do it again. He kind of uh, outscored Giannis and kind of took over the fourth quarter against Atlanta. He retweeted it again. So it brings it up to me and big data. Is Giannis actually Batman and Chris Middleton? Or is Giannis the Middleton the Batman I think you already know where I'm going to go with this but big data <laughs>
0: thoughts on that I'm going to side with Perk on this one mm? when push comes to shove they seem to run plays for Middleton I think it's a matter of you know Yanis's shaky free throw oh boy uh, shooting as well as you know he hasn't played basketball that long And he's not a natural basketball player. Like at the end of one of the games the other night, he got a pass in the post and he spun baseline. And everybody knew he was going to spin baseline. So they were all defending it. And he threw up this shot that it hit the top of the backboard and went behind the backboard. And if you had any basketball sense, like if you were an Mm -hmm. experienced basketball player, I mean, he caught the ball in the paint and he did this wild, you know, fadeaway jump shot baseline. I mean, he's he's the biggest guy out there. He he, And there was only one second on the clock. He could have so easily just turned uh, back towards the middle and done a little jump hook. It was one second. There was enough time for it. He's just not a natural player. And at the end of games, when there was a lot of pressure on him, he does seem to turn over the ball. Whereas... And Middleton is just uh, is such an efficient, excellent offensive player. He's such a great shooter. Uh, it's really tough to uh, to stop him at the end of game plays. And teams, just because he's not the number one guy normally, they seem not to double team him uh, at the end of games. Uh, so you can see, I mean, he can, he can just go off for 40 any night. Uh, he also can do not great like he did the other night. Uh, but the same it can be said of Giannis. He doesn't always play fantastic either. Uh, end of game, when they need the last shot, when the game's on the line, most of the time they, they run a play for Middleton.
1: I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you actually, you and Perkins might kind of have changed my mind just through this discussion alone. Obviously, in my head, I'm like, uh, we're talking about the guy that won two straight MVPs, the guy that won defensive player of the year last year, the guy that people, you know, are just absolutely loving for all the right reasons. But you know what, ever since his free throw debacle over the lot, this, I don't know what's gone on this playoff, especially, I, I don't think he was this bad during the regular season. Is the pressure getting to him now? He's hurt. I mean, and, and that play you just talked about, um, man, maybe, maybe Middleton is the, Maybe he's the bad. I, you know what? I gotta reconsider my whole life, my whole life's work. If this is the case, I don't know what to think anymore. Now, now you got me, now you got me all over the place. Big data. So
0: you are agreeing with me.
1: I am gonna agree with you. I, I actually don't have any. Like, look, the only thing I can use is the fact that that Giannis and Giannis has won obviously MVP titles and Defensive Player of the Year titles. But when push comes to shove, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I want the killer instinct and. You know, he's definitely showing me that he doesn't have it and when you get a free throw. I've mentioned this before. It's called a free throw. And you're taking more than 10 seconds and the fans are just eating it alive and you're airballing it. Yeah, man, you you kind of like that that's just one small example, but yeah, it's you guys might be more right than I think. I hate to say. So
0: you are agreeing with me.
1: I'm going to agree
0: with. Well, you. hey, right, thanks for alone, downloading bro. everybody. Thanks for <laughs> listening. That's a wrap. I win the great debate.
1: Actually, this you is know a what? fantastic. All right, all right. You got it. You got me on this one. You got me. I, I literally was going in going, oh, I got all the Giannis stats, but you, you proved me right. You are the basketball analytic god. I mean, I can't really fight you on it. Big Data's not wrong. But real quick, right before we sign off, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks. Our good, good friend, friend of the podcast, been on a couple of times, Mr. Patrick Vellner. The No Bull 2021 CrossFit Championships are literally taking place as we speak in Madison, Wisconsin. The top 25 males, the top 25 females in the world, CrossFit athletes are there embarking on the finals. It's taking place between July 27th and August 1st. So only in a few days, well, a month or so, we'll figure out who's going to take it down or so but the top 25 men have been decided and Mr. Pat has come in at t- at the 20th spot but we know he likes this he he comes in as a possum he comes in late and then he's going to just absolutely destroy everyone come July 2027 20, and then in the women's section it's ladies and gentlemen Tia Claire Tommy Orr has dominated the last 4 years and she is absolutely dominating again she is not giving up her lead she will not give her up her lead she's going for five time five time championship it's going to be epic. Looking forward to it. Congratulations, Pat. We knew you could make it. And you know what? We know you're going to crush everyone when uh, in, a, in a month or so. It's no problem. Way to go, Pat.
0: We're pulling for you, buddy.
1: There it is. Guys, have a great week. Get used to the heat dome. Grab that ice. Pour it over your head and grab a couple of proper 12s. not bad. It's not
0: bad. Yeah, we're, we're running out of electricity. The heat dome has caused an electrical out- outage. We got to go. <laughs>
1: See you later, guys. Have a great week. Okay, bye-bye.
0: The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com.